0: Welcome and happy Friday. It's December second, 2016, and this is Travelog, the podcast of Condé Nast Traveler. I'm here with Sebastian Modak, who's an associate digital editor for us, Paul Brady, who's a senior editor, and Meredith Carey, who's an editor and a podcast producer. Uh, This is all your fault, Meredith, if this goes badly. (laughs) We're going to talk today about probably my favorite thing on planet Earth, which is travel gear, or gear generally, just gear generally. That really – I've been waiting all year for this to happen. <laughs> My office is stacked with boxes of stuff. It's true. It's it's, it's really true. true. And so I'm like armed and ready to go. But, 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 so are all of you because all you are nerds too. Yes,
1: yeah, so we're ready to duke it out. Ready things.
0: Du- duke I just it just out. love things. <laughs> things. You know, like, things are great. <laughs> things, things that beep and whistle and whir. So we're going to try an interesting way of going about this, which is everybody – is allowed to have their favorite gadget or piece of gear for the year, and then we're gonna just like make fun of you for it. So it's like a, debate. Like a gear roast. Wow! It's, it's and a here, gear are, roast. here are
2: the requirements of all entries. <laughs> yeah, what
0: are, what I missed this? How, how did the, what are the one? Requirements? It's a thing. <laughs> a thing. Two. Does it have to be like electronic? No. No. So
2: two.
1: someone it's, uses it to travel.
2: Someone has used it on a trip before. Yeah, there <laughs> should be a travel angle, right? That's it. Yeah, That's okay. number two. Yeah. <laughs> number three, it has to have come out in the year 2016. Yeah. All right. Oh.
1: We can do that. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think that sounds doable.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Do you want to start?
0: Yeah. Seb, you're the most passionate yes. among us, I think, for your I think particular thing. we all thing.
1: called exactly what he's about to tell you. I feel you like know. anyone
2: who's, like, followed some of our tech coverage over the past couple of weeks or heard the podcast is going to like tune out immediately (laughs) as soon as I say my pick it is the DJI Mavic Pro
3: drone for those who don't know that would be me I mean I know I know that you're into drones right yes but what what so okay I like a drone shot as much as the next guy, but what what the hell is this thing? This thing is an incredible... I'm glad somebody <laughs> finally
4: showed up to say it.
2: ...piece of equipment, okay? Okay. Um. Yeah, drones are everywhere now. They're like, they're making them from like really high-end cinematic stuff to stuff that looks like it came out of a cereal box. This thing packs all the power of some of these huge drones that you've seen before. You've seen the Phantom 4, the DJI probably, it's that big kind of white quadricopter. This one has pretty much all the abilities of that thing, but it's shrunk down into like the size of, let's say, like a portable water bottle or like that bottle of bourbon right there. (laughs) Well, don't tell Um, them we're drinking the bourbon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think they assume. Um, And it's foldable, so the four propellers of the quadricopter can be folded out or in. um, So the ways one and a half pounds. This thing is like the most portable, powerful piece of aerial photography gear that exists
3: right now in the world. So it's all the benefits of the amazing, stupendous, mega ultra drone in a portable, packable, take it with you package. Now, what are the
0: benefits of the ultra portable? (laughs) of the ultra. What are those? I
2: mean, you've seen the footage. It's that 4K, super high quality video content or very high definition photography taken from, you know, 300 feet in the air, moving at like 20 miles an hour, either being flown manually or what this drone comes with is all these smart modes where you can kind of map out a route and it'll just go on its own and take the shots that you want to take. Now that's pretty cool. Yeah. While avoiding all obstacles. (laughs) Even uh, better, <laughs> <laughs> you can have it lock onto a subject. Let's say you're like on a boat and you you know you're moving along. You can shoot this thing up into the air and just have it follow your boat for that like James Bond shot. You know, really cool. Um, that I've
0: I've been waiting for that. <laughs> We're still waiting for the boat too, but <laughs> one thing at, at a time. It's a rental. It's a rental. <laughs> I get, the, get the, the drone seems more within reach. The boat's no, a rental. Okay, the now hang on. This pro, is, the sounding, drone
3: is owned. this is sounding amazing, but you're gonna tell us that it costs. How much? How much does it
2: cost? <laughs> Costs nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. That's the I mean, exactly we have, But we have but, also
1: had luggage in the last two weeks that we have loved that cost nine ninety five. How so, much how
2: much does like a decent high powered DSLR cost these days?
0: Yeah, it it'll cost you more than more that. Than
2: that really. yeah. 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 So this is, this is and so. that's like something that not only professional photographers use these days. It's something that when people who want more than just like what their iPhone can do something that they can take on a trip with them and like create this incredible documentation of a trip that is from a whole other perspective that you can't even see yourself usually because you, know, you can't jump 400 feet in the air. And I think it's that same kind of investment. It's about taking this kind of way that we document our memories, share our memories, just to like a new level. And it's really fucking fun
0: to play with. It's so, like the
2: most fun I've had in a long, long time. <laughs> so,
0: so, wow, um, okay, just being Sa- real. S- sad we know what to get you for Christmas. Um, but my question is, you've used this thing, you took it out and about. I mean, mm-hmm. there are two things that I wonder as a consumer, as somebody who might use this. First of all, how easy is it to work with? I see the great drone photography, and I don't know whether that's, because there are pros who do this and they send them out into the field and they, this is what they come back with. How easy is it for somebody like you or me, like I don't fly these things, I don't, you fly it from your phone, and, and how hard is it to do it?
2: I'd say it's surprisingly easy, and it's really like what you put into it is what you get out of it. Especially with this one, it comes with a controller, like most high-end drones do, but you can also control it with your phone with much limited range, limited speed, you know, just like with less capabilities. And it's over a Wi-Fi connection instead of their like proprietary OcuSync transmission system. I'm sorry, what?
4: Ocusync.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> We're not gonna get into that. Yeah. Um, everyone's eyes just closed But so like And this this is a crowd that loves the OcuSync <laughs> normally. So people people who are like more casual about it you know, can like at least start out that way. And then as you get more comfortable with it, you can like start trying out different features that it has and like work your way up. You know, I've gone on maybe 10 to 15 flights with this thing. And one, each time it got easier and I got less nervous about flying it. But two, I felt like I was only starting to like scratch the surface of what this thing can do if I really like spent even more time with it. So I think to answer your question, it can be easy. And then if you want it to be more challenging, it can be more challenging. Yeah. So it's really like what you want out of it as a device to travel with.
0: The other thing I wonder about this, again, as a, as a user, as a consumer, is how do I know whether I can actually fly this thing, or where I can actually fly this thing? Because a lot of places have restrictions about this. How do you stay on top of that?
2: So there's this great app before you fly. That's the letter B, the number four, the letter U fly. I already knew that. <laughs> Sounds legit though. <laughs> it is. It's in, you know, the FAA worked on it. So Oh you, so-, <laughs> so it's legit. <laughs> all right. You all can right. so it shows you a real GPS map of where you are and it shows you like red zones that are FAA prohibited. Parts that are green are telling you that this is a place to fly drones. As someone who lives in New York City, it's kind of a bummer because pretty much all of New York City is red. Besides a few like designated airfields out in Queens and stuff for remote control plane enthusiasts and stuff, um, but that's fun to visit. Drone races. I haven't been thing. yet. I want to go. I think it'd be super fun. Obviously, uh, can the drones get lasers? <laughs> It's funny you should mention that because Star Wars has a line of drones that just came out. Well,
0: now I got to get one. <laughs> and you can play laser tag, tag with it with, with other d- drones. Oh, right. my God. If wow. my son discovers this, I will never, ever, he will never talk about anything
2: else. Those are only like 250 bucks, by the way. Um, oh, what a relief. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yes, those resources are very accessible. There's a number of apps that will tell you whether you're in an okay zone to fly. At least for me, when I'm going to be using this is going to be when I'm like in more rural areas. I think it's very important to keep in mind that as awesome as this thing is, and how fun it is, and how like each 27 minute flight you do, it's like a whole new rush. You should be obviously considerate. If you're on like a nice beach and there's people trying to relax, maybe don't power this thing down. <laughs> Even if and, they're naked? <laughs> don't give Especially them Especially the, if they're naked. Don't give them the Top um, Gun treatment where you buzz right <laughs> by. Right over yeah. them. Sonic, buzz the tower. Sonic boom. Yeah, so you know, something to keep in mind with this. That I love is you have to just
3: treat it with some common sense. Well, I see. I have a question. So, you know, we're kind of giving you a hard time that it costs $1,000. On your first flight, what percent of your, you know, total psyche was terrified that this thing would crash and you'd be out the grant? About 89. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, but
2: that's how I feel but it rapidly declined from there and my first flight I found a very wide open park like I'd have to try really hard to crash into something and then I was like you know by my fifth I was like ooh maybe I'll take it down this wooded path no that's
1: a lie because the first time that you (laughs) flew the drone was in the conference room upstairs I'm pretty sure that's a
0: red
2: zone (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely a red zone might need to cut this Brett Um, (laughs) yeah that, that one didn't end very well but we, it was fine. We recovered. It was in a controlled environment.
0: I have one other question. Okay, last question. President-elect Trump: good for drones, bad for drones. <laughs>
2: I think
3: it oh, depends what kind All of. drones All those you're red zones about. are going to be green, baby. <laughs> yeah, he, it, we're, we're going to d- deregulate. Well, that's the idea, right? Is, is fewer regulations. I think that's the drumbeat anyway. Go that's the narrative. D- go so get
0: your DJI Maverick. There you it's go. To, New York's about to open up. Okay,
3: Paul Brady, you're up. I don't want a drone oh, anymore. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's funny because you know we, we all came up with our ideas of the gear that we were super passionate about and brought it to the show today. But I think we've all sort of, in a way, been thinking about cameras and camera gear. And that idea of bringing home your memories is really powerful. And you are always on the hunt for that gear that lets you capture something in a new way. So I kind of cheated, and I'm going to bring two. And the first one, because I'm a little like fuzzy on the first one, so earlier this summer I got the LG 360 Cam, which is this super simple device. It's like the size of a small TV clicker remote control thing. You press a button and it takes an instant. Shot of everything around you, which you know, when you first get your hands on these things, it's incredible. Like I'm sitting in a restaurant, I press a button, and everything in the restaurant happening that second is captured. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. It's sort of, I mean, it's terrifying and cool and weird and like futuristic and I don't know. It, it's actually, you know, sort of reminds me of that thing, you know, in uh, Men in Black, they press that yeah, t- yeah, yeah. <laughs> in instead neuralizer. Of for, instead of forgetting everything, you, you then like you it remember, you remember everything that's going yeah. on. Right? So it's really, Please. it's really weird. Uh, it's and to change blogging, yeah, oh, <laughs> you being your own door. <laughs> well, there'll finally be some accurate blog posts. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, so I think it was 150 bucks when it when it came out. It's down to 140 now, and it's really like I enjoy taking it. You know, if you go on a hike, right, you can take these shots of the forest, and then if you're bored at work, not that this has ever happened here, <laughs> you pull up one of these 360 shots, and you're like, oh my god, this is my little moment of zen, my little mental health break. And you can even, you know, if you get one of these VR headsets this Christmas, you can look at your 360 photos in that and have this sort of very immersive reminisce about your vacation, right? And I think that's really cool. And it's a lot cheaper than the drone. It is.
2: I also (laughs) want to add that I think what's super crazy about those cameras to me, or two things,
3: because there's there's a few others I think that are comparable that are really good. The yeah. Ricoh is very good. I think you know the one thing I didn't like about the LG is is the image quality is not super mm-hmm. great. But you know for a hundred and something yeah, bucks, I mean, it's, it's amazing. What do you get. Really does it do expect? video? Does it do? It does yes. shoot video, but it's uh, again it's sort of not great, not as high quality as you I think are used to seeing. But anyway, sorry. So yeah, like there's other ones you can find. You know,
2: very expensive 360 cameras that create amazing images. But all of them, what I find amazing, including this like tiny LG gadget, is one, you take the photo and it's immediately accessible on your phone, right. which is crazy. It's, that yeah. is a 360 but image. How do you
0: look at it on your phone? Like, what, do you have to you pan can, around you, yeah, with your you finger? Yeah, okay. you, like, okay. you know
2: point and drag. Yeah. Um, and it's doing that, which is my second thing that always amazes me, is because all these cameras, it's two lenses, right? So it's taking two 180 degree photographs and then stitching them together to create this 360 image. And that happens instantaneously. Like it finds the seam lines and makes it seamless immediately. Yeah, it's Uh, amazing. It's amazing.
0: Microchip technology, yeah.
3: <laughs> totally right, and that's the thing, right? You connect it to your phone, so you have the opportunity, right? You can share it mm-hmm. on social media. You can send and it to your friends. Facebook friend. has really
1: great 360 photo options now. Yeah, you, absolutely. as a normal human, can share it, YouTube and people can pan on. it. Exactly right.
3: That's the thing. It's taken this what used to be the very complicated business of you know professional photographers and totally simplified it. And maybe you sacrifice you know a tiny sliver of fidelity, but I think anybody. Or almost everybody would say that's totally worth it to be able to send, you know, a 360 video of of even not even travel. Right. Of like the kids opening presents on Christmas morning Mm -hmm. to the family member that couldn't be. I mean, it's like they're really hitting you in the feels, man. So my my
2: my question is, where do you think it is? So I feel like with technology like this, there's this kind of breaking point where it goes from like novelty to like. This is a thing that people do and people have. I think drones have broken that novelty. I mean, just looking through my Instagram feed, I feel like I see people it a lot. People yeah, have drones. It's not a weird exclusive thing. And there's so many out there now that like you can have your pick from, you know, 70 bucks to you can thousand, just wait for one of the bucks. GoPros
0: to fall down on you. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Hey, Uh. what's this thing? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Um, Where do you think 360 video and photos are? No,
3: that's a really good question. And I have my own anecdotal response, you know, Mm -hmm. that's totally based on just this one trip that I happened to take recently. (laughs) I was in Europe where all of the sort of Christmas markets are opening up. And Mm -hmm. let me tell you, man, people in Europe are still high on the selfie stick. Like it is big business over there for the selfie stick and just the straight sort of cell phone front facing camera. And so, I think we're still a little bit off on the 360 camera. You know, you don't see people doing, like I call it like the sort of the Statue of Liberty move, <laughs> where you're holding up the 360 camera as if it's going to cut you out of the photo, right. which it will not because it's 360. But, you know, you don't see people doing pro that. Tip. <laughs> pro tip. Yeah, pro tip it's too late. You've already, been, you've already been captured. First
2: step was buying the camera. You're yeah. yeah, yeah, you're, you're not. You're in gonna, all the photos.
3: <laughs> That is the weird thing about it, but I think I don't know. But I think uh, uh, you know, people will get used to that. I th- think it's going to be the new they, selfie. It, it mm-hmm. is going to be the new selfie, but I don't think, you know, based on what I saw in these sort of very popular Christmas market European, you know, selfie zones, everybody's still using the selfie stick, and and nobody that I saw was using a 360 cam. So maybe that's by next year. I mm-hmm. I, I don't know. And, I wonder if it's I, different in Japan.
0: You know, I feel like Europe, and this is not any. Sort of dig or anything, but I feel like even like the iPhone was saturated in the United States about a year before it was saturated in Europe, you know? And so I feel sure. like a piece of technology like that is going to get saturation here. It might have been in Japan like a year or two ago, mm-hmm. right? And then it, here it's going to saturate, and then in Europe it'll come a year after that. My question is sort of how long before this technology shows up in cell phones or smartphones oh, or whatever oh, we're calling them right. today? Right, I mean, like,
2: how easy, right? You just put a lens on each side. I put a lens on each
3: side. Yeah. yeah. And they already have that. Yeah. They already do that. <laughs> yeah. So, not long, I <laughs> would <was not long. laughs> <laughs> say. 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, Send royalty Mo- checks. Motorola. To <laughs> <laughs> to <laughs> <Conde-Nast> Traveler. <laughs> no.
0: Motorola will do it first. No one will buy it. And then, <laughs> and then, we'll and then eventually it'll get up to Apple.
1: <laughs> right. And what's the other thing is a cell phone. Yeah, right. what's your so other it thing? Has man? Yeah, do, so
0: it
3: has to do yeah, with. Yeah, what's your you other know? thing? Yeah, so we spent. Yeah, I guess I, I spent too much time on the 360 camera. No, I think so. You know, Google, speaking of cell phones, Google <laughs> came out with a cell phone this year, which got a lot of, uh, I think, play, not just on our site, but on, on a lot of sites. And people were sort of very excited to see what Google did with their hardware because they've had a sort of, I think it's not unfair to say, inconsistent track record with mm-hmm. their hardware in the past. And boy, this thing is. Amazing. Uh, go know, for, go for, is, for it, man. This is what I keep hearing. Yeah, why. I'm with you. I'm with you. for it. So there's a lot of great things. So Google has this phone. It's called Pixel by Google, which is a kind of annoying name. But <laughs> it is their first amazing, compete with the iPhone, head-on, killer Awesome smartphone. And so it's 650 bucks at least. You know, you pay more if you get it on an installment plan through your carrier. You pay more if you get more memory. But this thing is built like a tank. And the best thing about it, I think, is the camera. I mean, this camera is the greatest camera you have ever seen on a cell phone. You show people pictures taken with this, this thing. They're like, what DSLR did you use? What lens was that? I mean, you know, bokeh effects, low light situations. Oh, wait, I wait. Mean, wait. Just the, it is. The,
0: criminally good all right so here we go first of all i totally agree with you this is fight (laughs) no 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 not really not really because paul and i are like in this office like we are the only people who actually really truly use android phones (laughs) (laughs) which is true everybody else uses an iphone so and i use the iphone too so i'm a big fan but like this is an amazing phone i agree with that completely and i also agree that the camera is the stellar feature or at least one of the stellar features. I think Android in general is really great. But I would say this, the bokeh effects that you're getting there are from this filter that they have. It's not a filter. I, it's it's sort of an effect they have called lens
3: blur, right? Sure, you can you can get it through that. You can get it through the regular camera. What for me, the amazing thing about the camera is not the technical specifications and you know the information about the sensor size and all the little like tweaks and sliders and everything that you can use. To me, you pull it out of your pocket, you open the camera, and you take an amazing photo sort of in spite of yourself. And I think that's what everybody has always wanted their phone to do, and finally, it does that. And you know, the pictures that you are able to take without a second thought, without a minute of tinkering or tweaking or filtering or slidering or whatever, are amazing, and that is such a game changer, particularly for travel, where we're taking, I think all of us take, way more photos oh, when we're God. traveling than when mm-hmm. we're at home right yeah. and so like if that's the memory that you're bringing home or that's helping you cement those memories of what you experience after you get back all the better if they're amazing pictures too
0: but i think that i mean and this is my chance to nerd out on this so i'm going to do it i've been spending the last few months kind of using both the iphone 7 plus or whatever and the pixel xl what surprised me i'm totally in love with the iphone 7 plus's camera and all will say more about that in a second, but the Pixel XL actually takes better low-light pictures in spite of the fact that the iPhone 7 Plus will go to a wider f-stop right? Like a wider aperture. And that surprised me because normally that's what it's all about is how much light is it letting in? Yeah.
3: How big can you get the aperture? How big
0: can you get the aperture? But the Pixel XL actually has bigger photons on the receiver of the light. And that makes all the difference. And that's why those little, those sort of, it's literally the little, whatever it is, like piece of silicon that's capturing the light is bigger on the Pixel XL, which allows for more information to be captured, and that's how you get those better pictures. I think. I mean, that's my surmise.
3: From well, there you I go. And I think that's great, but I don't care. I know? Uh, totally. <laughs> and totally. I mean, and I say that in a very nice way. That that I think you know, for a lot of us, <laughs> geeking out over camera stuff is really fun. But for a lot of other people, it's like, is the camera good or not?
0: Yeah, but I say that because the reason why I, that matters to me is because there are cameras that will boost contrast, will will post-process an image. And I think the Pixel is doing it by actually capturing more of reality and more of the light that's available. Right. I mean, I'm, there is some boosting going on, whatever. They're all doing that. But I think it's doing less of that than some of these other cameras that are not as capable as it is. Yeah. So, and
3: you get a kind of a better effect. You get in a better.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you get more to work with because if you want to crop in or you want to zoom or something, you've actually got more information to work with. And I think that's good.
3: Yeah, but, for sure. And, you know, Brad, you mentioned the low light, and I think that's so critical, because, I mean, how many of those sort of moments, you know, it's at the candlelit restaurant, it's at the cool bar, it's after dark, strolling through the streets of Europe, you know, wherever it is, there's a lot of moments that happen in the dark or in low lighting, and they've always just looked grainy or gross in cell phone photos until, I think, now. I mean, it's incredible what this thing is able to do, particularly in low light, Uh, and that's Helping you come home with more of those travel memories. I just yeah.
1: need someone to convince me, like as someone who has always been in the Apple loop. So I have a Mac, I had an iPad, I have an iPhone. Like, why escape that when they all connect to each other? Well,
3: they're all the same in the end. You know, you get the same. You know, I think platforms. Do you have Gmail. And things.
1: I do have Gmail.
3: Do you use G- Cal- Google Cal?
1: Uh, no, I don't.
3: You use the
0: Apple Cal thing. No, mm-hmm. oh, Google Cal Uh-oh. is better.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
0: <laughs> Where I'm with Paul is that this is a phone that gives a platform for android which i think is a actually a better and more rapidly evolving operating system mm-hmm. it gives it a platform because you care
3: a lot about that well
0: <laughs> you care about that if you if you get sick and tired of the fact that you can't like arrange your iPhone home screen to not show every goddamn like, you know, app that you have, you know, in chiclet form (laughs) and you feel like it hasn't evolved since 2008, at which point you were, you know, I don't know, like accompanied to films or something. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I think... <laughs> Don't you know
2: with Apple you have to put all those apps in one folder called Useless and put it on the third page of your home screen? I just feel like the do. this
0: fucking home screen hasn't changed since 2008. It drives me batshit crazy because it's not useful. It's not mm-hmm. helpful. And I feel like the other thing that Android is really good at is notifications. And so you know you get this pull-down screen that's kind of available from everywhere and it's actionable and it's always been kind of two steps ahead of where Apple feels like an imitation of that. But the other thing that happens with the Android phone... is that you get integration of all of the components of Google that touch your life. So if you use Google Calendar, which you don't, okay, that's fine, but you do use Gmail. And so if you use Gmail, then you can get integration between Google Now, which is becoming Google Home. It's like becoming this platform where, so if you you book a trip, for example, number one, you're probably booking that trip on Google, or at Mm -hmm. least you're doing research for flights on Google. You're doing research for hotels on Google, right? I'm sure you're doing it other places as well, but Google Flights and Google Hotels have kind of, in the last year, become sort of dominant with this. And the phone has become aware of all of those things and integrated all of those things that you can kind of do them all in the same place. And if you get mail in that says like, hey, you're taking a trip to Charleston, I was playing off the Google Home versus the, the Alexa to try and demonstrate for my eight-year-old, like, why? Because he like, I like Alexa. I want to <laughs> – I think it's awesome. It has a name, which is true. But I was trying to say, like, why is this better? And we had this trip that we were going on to Charleston. And I said to the Google Home, I said, when's my flight to Charleston this week? And the Google Home answered and it said, like, this is the airport you're leaving from, this is the time of your flight, this is the Delta flight number, whatever. I asked Alexa the same thing and it had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> Here <And> are I- <laughs> results for Flights to Charleston. My Charleston. <laughs> no, it literally said, "Like I'm sorry, I can't help you with that." <laughs> you know, and that's not a bat like that. But this is the power. Of, the, part of what you get with these phones is the power of Google, kind of integrating all of these things. One of the things that they champion on the Pixel phone is the Google Assistant. And the Google Assistant is really just a sort of voice-activated version of this, and it is the place where you can request all of the stuff and you can sort of integrate all of the components. And like, why does this matter in travel? It matters because. One of the things that it integrates really, really well is Trips, and it integrates not just the flights from your Gmail, but it will also integrate with this new app that got launched this year called Google Trips, I think, that will give you itineraries Mm -hmm. and let you work with those itineraries, and all that stuff sort of fits natively into the phone in a really interesting way that's kind of promising in, in that sort of like, what is the AI future going to be? But it's also just a fast phone with a really great camera.
3: Yeah, the camera is good. <laughs> is the is the short version?
1: I was about to yeah. say
2: this thing was supposed to be about stuff. We're getting into a lot of intangibles, AI future I've in the world. I've got stuff. I've got yeah. a thing. What's your I have thing? a physical thing. What you I thing? have
1: a really adorable piece of luggage. Um, so the Raiden luggage launched earlier this year in two sizes, two carry-on sizes. And first of all, it is like the prettiest luggage I've ever seen. I was telling everyone earlier that I have had the same brown and blue polka dot Jansport luggage almost my entire life. And it has served me so I well.
2: Mean, props to Jansport though, right. that thing is still it's going. still going,
1: <laughs> you just, but, Jansport. but, I will say that this hard shell, monochromatic luggage, the zippers, so say you get the pink, the zippers are pale pink, the Handle and all of the metal pieces that go into the handle are pale pink. The you can get it in forest green. Like it's just oh, that it is looks, a han- I'm googled,
0: I just googled it. It is handsome. It's it is very handsome.
1: So stunning, and I know it's really weird to think like, ugh, oh, the most beautiful part of my trip needs to be my luggage. But you're starting off really strong if you have <laughs> great luggage. <laughs> okay,
2: can, can we can we move away from aesthetic though and talk quality? Okay, what makes it so good?
1: So. First of all, it's made out of this, like, polycarbonate Sebastian, hard shell. Sebastian, you do work for,
0: you know you work for Condé Nast, right? <laughs> yeah, looking good is is being good.
3: <laughs> it's feeling I'm, good. I'm
2: clearly a very practical traveler. I want a drone with me at all times.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing more reasonable than that.
1: <laughs> no, but it's hard shell, and it's the kind of hard shell that's not going to break. It kind of flexes, so you can, if you're me, you can overstuff it and overpack enough that it will kind of flex with you, mm. and it also has its own app, of course, because what is luggage without an app? <laughs> um, so this new, this new like tech-friendly suitcase. Does it
0: have a Facebook Messenger app? It though? does not. AI? It does
1: not. No, it, but it will. It'll tell you what the TSA wait lines are like at the airport that you're going to. It'll tell you the traffic. It will tell you how much your luggage weighs. Inside of it without you ever having to pick it up. You'll know whether you're over or not That's immediately. Awesome. How does it that is awesome. Do that is yes. awesome. <laughs> such a great question. Um, no, but it don't, has. Don't worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> Meredith doesn't
0: care. <laughs> no,
1: neither but I mean, it, it has, you do sacrifice a bit of space. So, you know, in your rolling luggage, you have where the two handles go and they like retract. So you have the two tracks inside of your luggage yeah. and usually there's space in between those two tracks so you can put, you know, a pair of shoes mm. on either side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this luggage, that middle space is a battery pack that can charge your phones. It has obviously a scale and it has kind of all of the tech pieces. So you do sacrifice a small amount of space. But it has that compression it, technology, so right, it can so make it make will f- it will flex for you to be able to you know throw in an extra pair of shoes. Did you, you miss
3: to. the space? Because you 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 road tested this yes, thing. Yes, right? I did and
1: not miss the space because if you get the bigger, so it comes in two sizes, a twenty two inch and a twenty eight. Get the twenty eight. It's three ninety five, which you know for luggage is it's not bad. not cheap and not too expensive. It's yeah. like you know kind of in the middle ground, but I would get the twenty eight. I would say the twenty two is gonna be too small with that battery pack in it. Yeah.
2: So this is like a thing Mm -hmm. now, this trend of like startups that have suitcases that are like Do something kind of smart or charge your phone. Right.
0: Why?
1: I will say (laughs) that as someone who (laughs) 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 travels
0: Because luggage is important when you travel. Yeah.
1: What I mean, like I've been to LaGuardia and there have not been a single like the Southwest Terminal LaGuardia doesn't have a single electrical plug. There's not a mm-hmm. single <laughs> plug for you to charge your phone. And it's, like it's LaGuardia. So it you've got to like hamsters like, running
3: right. on on wheels to power up the uh anti anties there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but like I
2: travel with a battery pack always, like just in my backpack. Like why is this why do you need a well, suitcase see, to do That's
3: it? a good question to me, is that yeah, if you can travel with your own independent battery, is the suitcase itself really that smart? when it's only sort of trick is to charge your phone. But it sounds like the rating I guess there's other there's things.
1: Mo- there's more. But
3: wait, there's more. Wait,
1: there's more. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, like, I think that this is definitely- What I are the could, steak knives I could mean? survive always on my Jansmore luggage. Like, it's not like I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, losing anything. But I think that this luggage gives you something that maybe you didn't realize that you- Wanted. You don't right. need it, but like that, you want it until you have it.
3: Right. Well, and you know, Brad's kind of given a hard time about like it's not is is style, you know, really important. What? Is, <laughs> oh no, that was, that was Sebastian. It that was, was, was a hard time about you know does style really matter? And I remember I remember once taking a trip and I borrowed a suitcase from a friend and my friend had one of these really cool aluminum Halliburton suitcases, like the aluminum ones you see in like Pulp Fiction. Yeah, you know, they have like you know, change your arm. That's the briefcase, but it's that really badass suitcase. And there is something about walking through the airport with really killer
1: luggage. I just think it like defines like looking, you as a traveler. Oh, they're 100%. like that person clearly knows Does what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah. you know what they're
3: doing. You feel better. Everybody's like getting out of your way. Lines are disappearing. <laughs> people Meanwhile, are. Meanwhile, like, I've got like my ragged zipless boarding bright orange <laughs> it's really, it's suitcase
2: bought from like a market of pirated goods in bangkok like <laughs> wheel falling and off like, of it like, like this is going a horribly
0: trailer.
1: awry <laughs> no but that works but i just think that if you feel like that's something that's important to you if you feel like you're gonna invest in luggage period then this is a good no, I, I agree. piece to invest in and i think it it is it's beautiful i wanted it before i even knew about the tech stuff because it is so cool looking
3: what color did you get in
1: um, I tried the pale blue. Pale mm-hmm. blue, nice. But it comes in like forest green and pale pink. I mean like there's seven colors You and they're yeah. just I feel like strong. yours might
2: be the most practical contribution. Thank yes. you,
1: thank you. <laughs> After all of that, thank you.
2: I've had experiences where like I've been in the rain and some, somewhere in the world and like suddenly my suitcase has just like fallen apart. Well,
3: because you bought in that pirate market. (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
2: what were you expecting? Yeah, exactly, because I didn't think I was like, well, I'm not going to spend like $400 on a suitcase when I can get one for like 30 bucks. But like it is an investment that's definitely worth making.
1: And I mean, people are buying it. They sold $2 million worth of bags in the first four months. Wow, nice. So, you know,
2: this is something that
1: people are buying.
0: You're up, Brad. I'm up. I have to go. (laughs) I'm not exempt. (laughs) I want to be exempt. Well, okay. I think I'm going to – I am gonna. I have two sort of boring additions to this. Oh, terrific. <laughs> Great way to wrap up the Everybody's podcast. Everybody's looking for that. One is I think this was surprising to me, but I've been kind of road testing a bunch of laptops this year as well, which is an important travel device, I would say. I've also been road testing a bunch of at least two or three different tablet Laptop, you know, tablets that like the iPad Pro that think that they are replacements for laptops,
1: like the Surface and things like that.
0: Yeah. And I think, and Paul, you've also done testing on at least one of these. I have been surprised with how much I like the Surface Pro 4, the Microsoft Surface Pro 4. And I'll say straight up, like Microsoft, the or, or Windows 10, the operating system, is not my favorite. I'm a, I think Mac OS is kind of a better operating system. But I do think that this is a beautiful piece of hardware you know maybe the industrial design and the finish is not quite you know Johnny Ive level or whatever the sort of smoothness and the
1: yeah we were just talking uh, about how it wasn't important that my luggage the was beautiful. pretty yeah
0: no but <laughs> your but, surface but, pro is but the, very but, lovely yeah but the image no but the the screen is but this matters and it matters in everything i didn't disagree with you i didn't okay. disagree with you i don't know why you keep getting flagged
2: for
3: that <laughs> i when know what like, he, he said, said it,
0: like why are you uh, but uh, what but i'm the, what i'm
3: interested in is he loves the surface 4 but he doesn't like the software and he's not Hot on the hardware either? No, no, no. I am hot <laughs> on the hardware
0: because it doesn't look like kind of all slick like an i uh, okay. like like okay. A, a Mac, but it has a beautiful screen that is super brilliant and super bright. It comes with a cover. I suppose this is an accessory, but I think pretty much everybody gets it. Kind of like the iPad Pro, you know, you get that smart cover that has the keyboard built into it. The one that's available mm-hmm. on the uh, Surface Pro Four is much, much better. It has much better key travel. It has a trackpad built in that you can actually use. And the screen is a touchscreen. And it's a good touchscreen. In other words, it's very responsive. Um, And it seems to kind of be able to place your finger when you use your finger, which is a fat device compared to that. It seems to use it really well. And, you know, it folds down into what I find to be as portable as the MacBook 12-inch that I've been testing, which is probably a wee bit lighter, but not in a way that, like, if you put them on scales, it would probably be a wee bit lighter, but for a traveler, when I'm throwing it into my bag to take somewhere, it's not something that I notice. And it's very, very portable and very, very carryable, and it's way more powerful, for example, than the MacBook Pro, and it's about the same price. So for all of those things, like, if you are not in a world where you need to be using a Mac or a MacBook for software reasons I think that this is actually a really strong contender I think you should take a look at it
2: that's my question is let's say you are going on a trip a business trip would that be enough to travel with or would you also have to bring your laptop, like fully functional laptop, or is this something that no, could do everything? no,
0: that's the thing. Is like I feel like it's a weird device in that it exists in another space between laptops and tablets, right? They, it, they call those something, right? It's like uh, uh, phablets t- uh, or something. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Phablet <laughs> is the phone. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, it's phablet. a it's a two in one. They call it a two in one. Okay. That's te- well, that's that- catchy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh,
3: Come on, Microsoft.
0: It's, it's not a marketing... It's not marketing... I also think it's the tech press that invented that term. So. Uh.
3: But what's interesting to me about those Microsoft 2 and 1s is <laughs> that you have, I think, in Windows 10, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Brad, that you have both a tablet interface and a desktop interface, right? And so, depending on how you need to use it or how you work, you kind of get if not the best of all worlds, at least all worlds, you which do, is not something you get with just a tablet or just a laptop.
0: Yeah, and this is where I think that you know Microsoft and Windows 10, for all of its imperfections, which are significant, right? They're not broken or anything like that, so I don't want to give the wrong impression. It's just not elegant, right? But it does shift between a tablet mode and a laptop mode. And when it's in tablet mode, it's basically got the screen arranged with much bigger touch targets. That's the fundamental difference. It sort of reorganizes itself around touch, I think, when it does that.
2: I think for me that's like the main thing, is for me to be able to use it, and use it exclusively, let's say on a trip, I would need to kind of forget that it is a two-in-one, you know, and just make it kind of, I would have to begin to just feel like I'm just using a laptop. And I tried out this uh, Zag pocket keyboard, which is like a great little toy to have, you can like, Attach your phone to it, and it's a tiny little keyboard to like write longer messages. Like, and like to it write. like
3: unfolds, or is yeah, it? yeah, it's like yeah. a foldable one, and it unfolds,
2: uh-huh. and you can you prop your phone up on it and like write longer emails and stuff if you're on the go. Oh wow, which is great, but you always kind of you you know your you have your phone and you have attached it to a tiny keyboard. Like for me, <laughs> this would this would like I would need something that made me feel like I wasn't just like cause like, you tiny keyboard, <laughs> like you know having some reworking my tablet so that it worked. I would need to make it feel like I'm working on a laptop. And you're saying this does do that.
0: That is the difference between the iPad Pro, which I think is a great, great device, but remains fundamentally a tablet. And the the Surface Pro 4, which is that the Surface Pro 4, I mostly use it as a laptop. Mm -hmm. I don't put it in tablet mode that much. And I don't really need to, you know, it does. It has enough sort of horsepower that I spend most of my day in a browser and I can have like a bunch of browser tabs open and doing things on Google Docs and like whatever and and the thing doesn't slow down. And even my MacBook kinda gets a little taxed, you know, the 12 inch MacBook gets a little bit taxed if I open a, a, a shit ton of tabs on the browser. And this thing doesn't, and it and you ask the question like, could I take it on a trip and feel like I didn't need to bring a, a laptop? That's true of the Surface Pro 4 for sure it's not true of the ipad pro i can get most things done on the ipad pro but i don't feel secure enough to kind of take it and leave the laptop at home if it's a business trip you know so sure.
3: yeah a lot of times i think at least for me personally it depends on the length of the business trip too right <laughs> <laughs> like if it's <laughs> and what you have to do on it yeah if you're going for one night two nights it's like how urgent is this stuff going to be and how critical is it going to be that i look at this you know, rough of a video or, like, need to edit an Excel spreadsheet that sprawls over the width of the screen size. Probably not super likely. And and I think that's the funny thing about these, right, is there's so many different use cases that people are going to end up picking the device that works for them. But to have one that's capable of doing so many things at once is pretty appealing. How much is the Surface for? It's about $1,200, uh-huh. kind of fully loaded. Yeah. Um, I, 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 maybe you can spend <laughs> like, more on it than that. But yeah, I yeah. think
0: like a sort of like basic good model. The one card. you want. The one is, you want is about $1,200. Yeah. And that is corresponds to about the price of the MacBook. And the MacBook is a really nice laptop. But I think the Surface Pro 4 negotiates that space and is a little bit more powerful. You know, so
3: you get more for that.
0: You get more bang for that buck, I guess.
3: Does it have a headphone jack? It does indeed. <laughs> it does indeed. The, but, I, but that's another How interesting retro. thing. That I think,
0: blow, blow. I think that's going to be interesting in 2017, too, to see. Because when you talk about it, one of the, my complaints with the Surface Pro 4 is it uses a very proprietary, singular power jack, right?
3: Oh, that's irritating. No, it really that is. It is really, irritating. No it is. no, it is. It is. That's like the worst possible thing, yeah. especially for travel when you're yeah. like, I want to take one charger. Yes. And actually, in fact, I want to take zero chargers, but I have to take one. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Because right? right. batteries still exist for some <laughs> yeah, reason. Yeah. What's going on, world? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, right. Exactly. But I'm, you know, I'm totally serious Ed, that a proprietary charger is like basically the thumb in the eye of the consumer. Yeah. Like, we hate you. Yeah. yeah. And Thanks I think. Thanks for I, buying this.
0: And <laughs> Screw I think you. That's, that's an advantage of the MacBook. 12-inch laptop, if you had a Google phone, if you had, like, the Pixel XL and you used the MacBook, you could take a USB-C charger, the one that comes with either of these devices because they're both fast chargers, like high-voltage chargers or whatever they're called, and that would be all you would need. You could charge both your laptop and your phone
3: with the same device. Right, right. And that, to me, is, like, brilliant. And who says, then, that Apple and Google don't get along? (laughs) 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 Right, there you have it right there.
0: All right. Predictions for 2017, what are we going to be talking about this time next year? More smart
3: luggage. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Somebody's going to try to unseat Raiden.
1: I think Rimowa already has, but I think that Raiden's killed it so far. Rimowa just introduced an electronic uh, bag tag luggage where instead of having a little paper thing that sometimes falls off your bag, which means you lose it, it's already on there. So I think that- We'll see more of that.
0: The luggage space is really competitive mm-hmm. right now. That's what you're telling me. I am. All right. I think
2: with the speed that drones are moving uh, right now, I'm serious <laughs> Let go, man. I'm serious. <laughs> We're going to be having something that is as powerful as the Mavic Pro and maybe even smaller for like half the price or three quarters of the price. It's, it's crazy how fast that industry is moving. I,
0: I bet it'll be one quarter of the price yeah. within a year.
3: I'd buy one for two fifty. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, well,
2: we'll we should get the Star Wars one then. Yeah, we'll check yeah. back about that in a year. All yeah. right,
0: all right. Thanks you guys for uh, for coming and talking about this stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, everybody. We're on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Visit us at cntraveler.com. We got a bunch of gift guides up, including a tech gift guide that covers a lot of this stuff and a luggage gift guide. Condi Nast Traveler on Facebook and YouTube, and CN Traveler on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. And please tweet at us, review us on iTunes, uh, send us feedback. We'd love to hear it. Sebastian, where can the people reach out to you? You can find me at Seb Modek. On what?
2: Uh, Twitter and Instagram.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Just the internet.
1: (laughs) You got to get a new handle that's like
0: Drone Lover, (laughs) Drone Fave, Drone Boy 2016. Uh. Paul. That's
3: already taken. <laughs> uh, two one two. No, <laughs> it's uh, P underscore Brady uh, uh, on the Twitter and uh, P B Brady one the ultra complicated Instagram handle.
0: People should follow you on the. They should follow all of us on the Twitter, but they should definitely follow Paul on Twitter. He's got he's got it going on. Yep. Yeah, I'll,
3: I'll pay you after this.
1: Thanks, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Meredith.
1: Um, I'm at Oh hey There Mayor on Twitter.
0: Prize for the best handle Thank ever. You. And I'm at Bradrick. Have a great weekend, everyone.